This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number three, tremendous football Thursday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, on for the next hour as well with our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, we appreciate it. Listening on Sirius Channel 160 or XM Channel 205, we appreciate you as well. We got a banger of a 60 minutes coming up for you here on the show, talking all things sports betting, bringing you the wagertainment. We'll get back to NFL awards as we move along, including the coaches that we think could potentially take down Dan Campbell in the coach of the year market. Our friend Joey Kanish, pro sports better baby from the hammer. Joey Kanish will join us in 20 minutes. Uh, all of Kanish's bets are on the way for college football this weekend. And in a couple minutes, we'll be joined by the legendary Reese Davis, the host of ESPN's college game day and the college game day pod. We very much look forward to Reese Davis making his you better you bet debut. If you're, if you're here for the Reese Davis interview, he's going to join us in just a couple minutes here, so hang tight. Reese Davis will be here with us in moments. And while we wait, Ken, on Reese Davis joining us again in just a couple minutes here, you know, you mentioned going up as we ended our number two, you talked a lot about you know, Dan Campbell maybe being a likely winner of this award. Great job by you highlighting the schedule and like a really gaudy one-loss record being likely for the Lions. So we can acknowledge that Dan Campbell's likely to win. He's also plus 200 at BetMGM. You mentioned that you think there are a couple names uh, coaches that you think could eventually maybe topple him come season's end if things break correctly. Uh, give us like one or two of those coaches now, please, while we wait for uh, the great Reese Davis to join us on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I won't go through every outcome that's possible, but just like my list of candidates that I'd be like interested in, let's say the Lions lose on Sunday and then they like lose again at some point and you're staring at like a 12 and 5, 11 and 6 type of season. That would make Campbell, I still think actually he would win, but I think that would make him vulnerable to like a good story, like a compelling narrative. <clears throat> and I, I'll skip some people and you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe you skipped that guy. And we'll talk about him at the end of the hour. Like the list of coaches I would consider like reasonable to beat him, not like if they won out every single game the rest of the year, like let's be reasonable. Sala, but that's really flimsy. Uh, O'Connell, Tomlin, that's probably it wow. for uh, May, uh, Sean Payton. But like that's really that might be unreasonable too. That might be with like the McDaniel Sirianni, like gotta win every game kind of stuff. It might just be that, and it's almost just like I think you need a story that's good enough that beats Campbell's story. Like the the Steelers go like thirteen and four or twelve and five or something stupid, and they like get outgained in the games. Like Tomlin could beat Dan Campbell. Like that can happen. O'Connell makes. I think the playoffs. he would, right? He would, right? Almost. If I don't if like they would, just because, and... like the way the way Campbell was written about Nick in this midseason. I mean, it's like it's like it's done in some of these pieces. <laughs> I mean, it's just like they won the division, guys. It's over. Like, yeah, they won. Roar the division or whatever. Roar. Right. I just. You got to be able to beat that. And I don't think just like it's, well, I won 12 games or something. So O'Connell is, the I think, the easiest one to get there because they just have to, I think, be the seven and the conversation gets interesting. Those two teams will play twice in the final three weeks of the season, too, which could have got to be fun uh, going against the guy who's the favorite to win the award. So I think O'Connell's a little interesting. I think Tomlin's a little interesting. 
I have to put Salah in there because I just don't know what the Jets season's going to be. And if they made it with Zach Wilson, I guess that would be possible. I excluded a lot of names that might surprise people, including the second and third choice in the market, who I actually think have like almost no chance to win the award. But those those three, like the compelling narratives around the three, I actually think would be enough versus Campbell to at least make the conversation interesting. I'm going to throw out a name, and, and I can't believe I'm doing this here, but I do want to throw out this name just because like – this team can make the playoffs, could win the division. The team that's ahead of yeah. them, Ken, is a team that you and I both don't like very much. And I like, I'm on record, like I really don't like this head coach, this particular coach. Arthur Smith and the Falcons, we both like them this weekend on the road in Arizona. If they win, they're 5-5. Five and five. We like the Vikings this weekend against New Orleans. If the Vikings win, those two teams are tied atop, atop the NFC South. And if Arthur Smith is really going to like kind of like change his ways a little bit, stop being so condescending with the media, maybe, you know, give the ball to his best players. Like, there's an opportunity here. I think that America loves a good redemption story. And if, like, all Arthur Smith needs to do, I think, to win back, like, people like me, me, like idiots like me, like give the ball to B. John Robbins and throw it to Drake London and Kyle Pitts and stop talking to us like we're morons. And I think like he could win everybody back over here and they could still make the playoffs. Now, like, I don't know how likely all of that is, but they are only a game out of the, out of uh, first place right now in their own division. Arthur Smith sitting at 66 to one. Am I nuts for suggesting Arthur Smith for coach of the year? No, I mean, you're, I, you could definitely suggest it. I think there's a couple other names that we can talk about. Um, they, To be fair, I, I believe they haven't played the the, the Saints twice either, so maybe we'll do yep. we'll do Arthur Smith and some other. It's an interesting list of candidates. I guess apparently one more and no more mustache too. Maybe that's a compelling narrative. Yeah, because that that that's going to fix the issues. Let me just that's shave my mustache. It. Also, yeah. maybe give the ball maybe give the ball to Bijan Robinson. Uh, joining us right now here on the show, and this is an absolute treat for us. The legendary host of ESPN's College Game Day and ESPN's College Game Day podcast, the great Reese Davis, who you can find on Twitter at his name at. Reese Davis. Reese, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We really appreciate you making the time. Our mutual friend Tim Scanlon says hello, by the way. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, everything's going great, and there's not a not a better guy around than Scan. So uh, I, any friend of his or friends of mine, so it's good to talk to you guys. Scan, a, a friend of both of us, Reese, and, and great to have you on the show. You worked at ESPN for like a really long time, have watched game day for a really long time, so awesome to talk to you. I, I would say like, wow, a lot of great games this weekend. Let's get into it. I do want to ask you about Michigan to start just because it's been such a, a dominant story. And for betters, too, Reese, like we're all kind of sitting here. I bet a lot of Michigan to win the national championship at the start of the season in the first few weeks. Like thought that maybe they could be the best team this year. We're waiting for this Big Ten punishment. Not sure what that's going to be. Maybe insignificant. Waiting to see if anything from the NCAA maybe that doesn't take you know till the end of the year should i be like worried at all like whether it's title heisman with mccarthy any impact on michigan of these uh these ncaa potential sanctions or the big 10 stuff i i kind of think it remains to be seen and i don't mean to be dodging the answer because much like you i picked michigan um to they were number one in my ap preseason poll now i don't have them number one right now but that's only because they haven't been tested at all and I still suspect they're the best team, but I need to see them play somebody that can fog a competent mirror. And, you know, they finally <laughs> get a chance to do that this weekend. So I, I think they're really good. I suspect they might be the best team in the country. Um, but this is one of those situations, guys, you've seen it a lot in sports. These types of things are galvanizing to a team until they're not. Meaning, you know, meaning it pulls everybody together, and then if it if it is a situation that chips away and chips away and chips away, then sometimes you maybe run into a situation where you don't perform your best. 
or or maybe that won't happen at all. I don't think there's going to be any resolution from the NCAA standpoint. And with the articles that have been written recently in Michigan's determination to do everything to avoid any punishment from the Big Ten at this moment, you know, I'm not sure it's going to have a big impact on the field. Uh, I, you know, at least not yet. I don't see any indication that would uh, dissuade me from picking Michigan to win games. The fog, a competent mirror is. I I may have to steal that one. Maybe maybe not even give proper attribution, Reese. Honestly, because it's such a good yeah. line here. Uh, so do you I think, think Michigan's? Uh, you know what? I actually said it earlier in the show, and I just forgot. Yeah. Reese actually stole yeah. it from me. That's not true. I stole it from Reese. So, Reese, Michigan may be the best team in the country, and I think on Saturday they'll be facing a team that might be able to fog a competent mirror. But I feel like if I keep saying that too fast, I'm going to get myself in trouble. And that is Penn State here. Michigan about a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, thoughts on whether Michigan-Reese can win this game by margin, and then we can go to uh, to the game that you guys will be at this weekend with Ole Miss and Georgia. I actually think they can. Um, now, Penn State is really good on defense, and I do expect a you know, a relatively low-scoring game. Um, so I, I think Penn State will play well defensively, but I just haven't seen enough from them in terms of making explosive plays. And I think that, that Michigan's a really hard team to make a living against just sort of you know, methodically moving the ball consistently against. And also with the limited opportunity you might get because they do that very well. So, you know, you know, I probably ought not be in the business of giving out picks, but I, I would, you know, I think the number the last time I saw was four and a half. I'd probably lay the four and a half uh, with Michigan on the road because Penn State, while a good team, I'm not sure they're a great team. And I think Michigan potentially is a great team. Reese, I'm curious if we play this out, too. So let's say Michigan wins this game. Uh, they're projected to be about a touchdown favorite over Ohio State at the end of the year. Let's just say they they keep winning and they went out and J.J. McCarthy plays really well, kind of under the specter of all of this controversy that's going on. And he gets to the end of the season and his numbers look really good and they got two really good wins. And it's him and it's Penix and it's Bo Nix or maybe whoever wins that game. And it's Marvin Harrison and it's Jordan Travis and it's the Heisman Trophy voting time. Okay, maybe it doesn't affect Michigan on the field, the controversy, but maybe Heisman voters are like, I'm not voting for the quarterback of the guy who steals signs of the team who does that. I think it's like a reasonable question to ask. McCarthy is still one of the favorites, not the lowest price guy, but he's like the third, fourth choice in the market. Do you think he can actually win the Heisman with all of this going on? I don't think this is going to keep J.J. from winning the Heisman, but I would be surprised if he did win it. Now, I'm really pardon me, I'm really high on him long-term as a pro prospect. I think he's a really talented guy. But I don't think that he has been the best player up to this point this year. Now, maybe something will happen in the next three weeks that changes my judgment on that. But, you know, to me, um, to me it's Penix, Marvin Harrison, you know, have been the two best players overall. Certainly, Caleb Williams has played well again, but not to a Heisman level. Drake May has had a really good year, but not necessarily to a Heisman level. The Probably the wild card guy that I would look for there would be Bo Nix from Oregon. So, you know, if he, um, you know, if Oregon were to finish strong, put up numbers, they avenge their loss against Penix in Washington and Bo has a big game, I think he could make a, a quick close. And while I think J.J.'s a terrific player, I just don't know that he is, if they're built for him to have that Heisman wow moment that I feel like he's going to need. So I don't think it will be because of the sign-stealing scandal that I don't – now, I'm sure individual with as many Heisman voters as there are 
And I think I saw an article, you know, an anonymous, anonymous one said he wasn't going to vote for him. But that's one out of 900 or whatever it is. I don't think there will be enough backlash among voters because of that. I think it will be more uh, that there are guys who do some flashier things, you know, or maybe put up bigger passing numbers or whatever it might be. That would be the differentiator in terms of the Heisman race. You bet or you bet here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday. Great to be talking college football. The legendary Reese Davis, the host of ESPN's College Game Day. They'll be in Athens this week for Georgia and Ole Miss. He is on Twitter at Reese Davis. Reese, let's talk about that game. And I know you said you're not in the business of picks, but maybe just like a conceptualization of how you see the game maybe playing out. Georgia a little bit more than a 10-point favorite in this game. We've seen the Bulldogs maybe like come out of the gate slow in a couple games this year. Um, curious like how you think this game might play out with Georgia and Ole Miss on Saturday. We have about 90 seconds for the answer yeah you know what here's the thing is i make picks now on the podcast that's changed a little bit i think george is the superior team um you know i've had a hard time getting that second half offensive performance or really the whole game offensive performance from old miss against alabama earlier out of my head really tough to beat georgia here at night and uh you know old miss has some dynamic players and they'll need to make some big plays if they're going to uh, beat a Georgia team that is much, much better on offense than it gets credit for. So I, I think I think Georgia covers the number and wins the game. Reese, we really appreciate the time. No, it's a very busy time of the week for you, so thank you very much for making a couple minutes to join us here on the show. Everyone check out the podcast, the College Game Day Pod. And, of course, uh, like I'm sure everybody does, check out Reese on ESPN's College Game Day coming up this Saturday from Athens for Georgia and Ole Miss. We sincerely appreciate it, Reese. Safe travels. Enjoy the games this weekend. Hopefully we'll catch up with you down the line. All right, sounds good, guys. Thank you. Reese Davis joining us here on You Better, You Bet. That was really cool. He's really awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And just like, you know... You know, just like selfishly for our show, and I'll speak for Ken here, um, it's really cool that we've reached the point as a show where we get, get guests like Reese Davis on, like talking games and like giving us picks on games, yeah. I think is, is really awesome. Uh, very cool. And thanks to uh, I, thanks to Alex, our EP for getting him, and our pal Randy Merkin as well for helping to book Reese Davis on the show. And Ken, he gave us like what's kind of, I feel like at this point, like a contrarian take on J.J. McCarthy and the Heisman Trophy. Sure. I think his point is like, he thinks McCarthy's just not going to win organically, which I think is reasonable. The thing that he hit on that I would just emphasize, and it, it made me, his answer made me very happy because I've built my like hashtag portfolio this way is I bet a lot of Knicks and a lot of Harrison a couple of weeks ago with the idea that Knicks wins if he beats Penix and Harrison wins and kind of a lot of the other wacky permutations. And you have re, like, you have the host of game day who's like very connected with everything. And he comes on and tells you that Marvin Harrison's been one of the two best players in the country so far. And Harrison's price all year has not reflected that. The athletic poll, Harrison comes in first last week, second this week, price does not reflect that. Like I I think everyone, I think the price kind of nuts now at this point. Who else has to tell you he's one of the guys? Like who else has to tell you? Like the host of game day just came on and said he's one of the best two players. He's the sixth in his price right now. Like I just, at what point is that going to adjust? I think that's really interesting. At BetMGM, Harrison is 8-1 to one, alongside J.J. McCarthy and Jordan Travis. Bo Nix, plus 200. Michael Penix Jr. is the favorite at plus 150. Very interesting. Great stuff there from Reese Davis, the host of ESPN's College Game Day. Now, coming up next, only, only on this stupid show could we go from <laughs> Reese Davis to Joey Kanish. Coming up next, college football and NFL bets for the weekend with the great Joey Kanish. Edison at that fullback spot. Corum. 
hesitates, and he's in. Touchdown, third of the day for Blake Corum. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, uh, Michigan. Is it a witch hunt? Will J.J. McCarthy win the Heisman? Will they win the national championship? I know what our friend Joey Kanish thinks. We'll find out in just a moment. And we'll get Kanish's bets for Michigan and Penn State and the rest of the college football action and maybe some NFL this weekend. Lions at the Chargers, perhaps. But in 20 minutes, we'll get back to P-squared, B-squared NFL awards, some coaches that can maybe take down Dan Campbell in Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year as well. Evan Silva joins us in 40 minutes uh, from Establish the Run, giving us NFL bets for tonight and this weekend. Bets of Steel, NBA Best of the Best, and our side total and props for the Bears and the Panthers coming up in the final hour. But joining us right now is the aforementioned, our friend, Pro Sports Better. Joey Kanish, who is on Twitter at Joey Kanish 22 Check out Kanish's work over with our friends at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ. Uh, many of uh, The Hammer's contributors come on You Better You Bet. They support us. Support them. Check out Kanish's work at The Hammer HQ on Twitter and again on Twitter at Joey. I just I think set like the North American record for most time saying the word Twitter in 10 seconds. On X at Joey Kanish 22 Kanish, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Gentlemen, tremendous football thursday and as we expected from the highest of the courts and the highest of the land michigan innocent no penalty no nothing wrong and it feels good to be on the right side of history once again as jim arbaugh jj mccarthy whoever you want they're all on the up and up baby and we're just moving forward just a little dip in the sand. Go blue is back. So, like, cool. Uh, good, good job, Michigan. I was relieved, but we still, I think we still both think McCarthy's got like no shot at the Heisman because of this, right? And we talked about this last week. Just like you did, you know, even if the penalty ends up being nothing from the Big Ten, they play every game, whatever. McCarthy, like zero shot for you. Uh, yeah, you know, Locke, unfortunately, on the flip side of that coin is this story ran so rampant for so long uh, that, one, there's going to be like, uh, I think it was Greg Doyle from Indianapolis who did an article that said, I'm not voting for that cheater, and I got to vote. Oh, well, that's, uh, well, aren't you, Mr., uh, you know, that's the guy who would have, you know, what, uh, you know, right on, the, right on your, like, you know, another death type of thing, so, but. One, just really quick, people. just quickly here, Kanish, 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 just do me a favor. Just like, Did you accidentally hold, I don't know hit if a you button? Like, like you yeah. might have like put us on speakerphone. It's like something happened there that messed up your connection. You just like make sure that you're talking into the phone, please. Can you give us like a five <laughs> count here? I'm not into even trying to be patronizing. No. I'm trying to just like produce this on the spot. Can you give us a five count, Kanish? And nothing. Okay, so, so we're, we're having issues with Kinesh. He was really, Jake, he you... was very, very excited about trashing this writer. <laughs> it was like, yes. it. like something happened, something broke. It was just like, yeah, that was, uh, the, Greg, Greg Doyle. Like, I used to do some stuff with Greg Doyle and Sirius. Nice guy. Also, like, uh, I'm not going to vote for J.J. Oh, that cheater, J.J. McCarthy. It's like, all, all right, buddy. Like, like, like calm down. Although, may, maybe, like, like we talked about again with Reese Davis, maybe we feel like J.J. might win the Heisman Trophy now. Kind of maybe we just want to bet him a little bit here in addition to the guys we've already <laughs> talked about. I uh, I agree with Reese's point that the statistics are unlikely to be there, and so Reese was basically saying like, I don't even think this is going to come into play. The controversy that like he's just not going to be able to have the stats that that uh, that go with it. I, I think the controversy matters a great deal if he gets if he even passes that threshold. But yeah, I just uh, you know, it's I 
this scene, I just, I don't know. It, 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 I know it's wide open. Like there are, yeah, six, seven players you can win. It seems so straightforward to me. Like Penix is going to win some of the time. And if they just, if, if Washington wins every game, Penix wins. I think there's like no dispute about that. Okay. Uh, I think it's really unlikely they're going to win every game. I think they're going to lose at least once, even if it's at the end of the year to Oregon. Okay. Like play that out then. Like it's Nick or Harrison for me, like every single time that we play it out that way, um, which is why I bet it that way. And maybe Kanish disagrees. I don't know. All right. Well, Kanish was in the process of like uh, trashing Greg Doyle, which like I'm sure was going to be very entertaining. But like we lost, unfortunately, a couple of minutes of the interview because of the phone difficulties. So Kanish, let's just get to like bet for the game right now with Michigan. Your Wolverines about a four and a half point road favorite against Penn State. Total is about 45 right now. Any bets for you in this game with Michigan and Penn State? Um, I don't know if it was Connor Stallions or Greg Doyle hacking into my phone line here, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'll have the authorities on it for this one. But in terms of the actual gameplay here, um, I just I, I can't back this Penn State team. Uh, now that the totals come up, if anything for me, it would be an under on the 45, a couple of 45s and a half out there. I know this crossed the 46. Again, defensive matchup. Don't think Penn State's offense, even with a little bit of life the last few weeks, will be able to do much here. I would small lean Michigan on the side, but think the numbers about right. Did play some under. Regardless, think Michigan wins here uh, and is able to keep it going. To, you know, for the, the big showdown versus uh, Ohio State. Kanish, what uh, what are a couple other bets for college football that you like this weekend? Well, well, after our missed thirty yarder in Las Cruces last week, we're on a we're on a little bit of uh, oh, a little bit of a tough Saturday night lock. I, I won't tell you, but. I'm going with the Hogs, baby. Arkansas, under a field goal here versus Auburn. I tell you what, I don't think the market is totally factoring in. I did it last week with the total on Arkansas-Florida and do it again, play Arkansas this week. The change in offense, the change in philosophy, they got rid of that bum Dan Enos and have basically scrapped everything he was running. They're going more tempo, back to some of the stuff that worked. Um, so I think Arkansas is a play on team this week. And, you know, even though, Hey, got the result, I'm going back to the well here. Give me the hogs under a field goal here versus Auburn. All right. So Arkansas for Kanish coming up this weekend. You better, you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday, getting college football bets with Joey Kanish. We'll get NFL bets from him in a second as well. Kanish on Twitter at Joey Kanish 22, uh, Kanish, the total, and this is for the hashtag sickos, the total in the Iowa Rutgers game on Saturday 28, 28, and Iowa about a one-point favorite in the game. Uh, are you an intrepid enough soul to bet over in this game with Iowa and Rutgers? Any bets in this game, a monstrosity, like a disgrace to the sport of professional football or college football for that matter as well? Well, I tell you, if you were wondering why the Big Ten added USU, Oregon, UCLA, you can just go to this game right here because this is a this is Big Ten West football for the last five years. Of it just it's like this downward trend of now we've officially hit rock bottom of uh, you know offense and and whatever we're trying to get back to here. This is like a World War II total. Um, do I have the stones to go over on an Iowa Rutgers game that? I think last week, Iowa and Northwestern, neither team had over 175 total yards, which has only happened like three times in 40 years. Um, I'll tell you what, there might actually, I, I want to even say there's 127 out there. I was going to say at 27, 27 and a half, you'd have me. Um, that now I'm gonna now I'm gonna change that to 26 and a half, so I don't actually have to bet it. So uh, now did, didn't get there to the window on this one. Uh, we need a little bit less to, to not want to jump off the bridge. 
Yeah, like like how it's like, oh well, you know, I was going to bet a twenty-seven, a really key number in college football. I'm just like, what? What? I mean, I guess it is, right? Like seventeen, ten. I haven't even workshopped that kind of stuff. Sounds ridiculous. Uh, Kanish, we want to ask you about the Lions. We want to ask you about other pro stuff. I have a random question for you too. Any other college football you'd like to talk? You only gave us one bet there on Arkansas, so I'm going to try to get like one more out of you. What the hell? Anything else that's interesting? Well, that's right. Maybe he was had two when he did one, and then he stopped and was like, oh, I actually. Or, or you don't have another bet. I don't know. Any other college football bet before we do other stuff? You know what? I bought, hey, if you got a 21 tonight, hey, real quick on the Thursday night special on Virginia, uh, 21 popped for a little bit. It's kind of 20 and a half mostly. There's a few smatterings out there. At 21, I was in. Bought a little bit. Uh, nothing crazy, but uh, the number got a bit rich for me. Bought some Virginia three touchdowns tonight. And any, right. Anything else for the weekend? <laughs> I mean, what? what? And all of a sudden, it says, you know, you try, come on, give a few picks there. And now, uh, you know, you're thinking it's Kanishi Costco here, giving you bulk picks for the weekend. Hey, <laughs> you might have to tune into the hammer on Friday for those, baby. Oh, is that is that oh. what's happened oh, here? We've been, we've, we've been relegated. That's what's going on. Oh, is we got big times. Kanish, Kanish, oh. listen, the, the, if the answer is yes, it's okay. Like, we understand. Are we getting big timed? Have you sold out? And the answer is yes, it's okay. I mean, listen, Joey Hollywood wouldn't sell out for anybody, baby. You know, you know, we go way back on YBYB. We're just, you know, it's, it's, it's week eleven. It's a little thin. The market's tough. Just, just for the record, I, I would sell everyone out, including my own family, in one second. The market's just tough. Just let that out there. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> that doesn't make anybody happy. I want to well, uh, let's do NFL in a second. Kanish, I want to ask you something just for a minute. You tweeted something that like really surprised, like you, you know, you bet basically like professionally, you bet a million bets, you bet photos of you with like a stack of slips on everything. Like you seem to bet everything. College basketball, I feel like is kind of regarded as like the sharp better sport, like tons of markets every day, hundreds of games, second halves in play, everything feels like everybody's like, oh yeah, that's where the edges are. And you hate college basketball. You hate watching it. It sounds like you just like, it disgusts you. Are you like, are you still betting it? Do you bet it? It seems like, I can't believe you would just ignore a sport like that, but maybe I'm wrong. What, what about college hoops here, which just started? Locke, I got to be honest with you. I had a Kanishi epiphany like two years ago. I was I was sweating this like MEAC game on ESPN+. Plus. It, it involved Norfolk, Norfolk Stake. I don't remember what the other team was. And I just said to myself, I am miserable. I hate this sport. I hate this. There's about 300 too many teams. There's a problem. There's not enough people over six foot that are coordinated enough to play college basketball. There's too many teams. Every game is terrible. I just, a couple years, listen, it was two years ago. It hit me. I said, I'm done. And you know what? I haven't been back. Don't watch it. Don't sweat it. Don't nothing. Still still better a little bit, if I'm being honest. But, hey, if there's anything that is more therapeutic to bet, it's the stuff you're not actually going to sweat. You just wake up and see what happens. So, no, college basketball, the sport, I am out. Uh, speaking of sports wow. that we don't watch and, like, sweat the bets live, let's go to the National Football League. I'm obviously kidding. Yeah, I hate that. Let's just, 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 just sweat yeah. all of it. Uh, Kanish, your Lions out to a three-point, like, quote-unquote, road favorite. There will be more Lions fans in L.A. than Chargers fans. Lions, a three-point road favorite at Justin Herbert and the Bolts. Totals 48 and a half. And, and any bets for your boys as they attempt to continue restoring the roar after the bye? Well, I mean, you have to say, you know, you get the the Chargers that come off a big win versus the Jets, and what's happened? The Marcus. I mean, if we look at the lock aheads, 
This was only one, one and a half, and now it's a full three. And you know what? They're, the Lions, as we know, versus not a single guy, like all 53 guys practicing this week, fully healthy, loaded, ready to go. Monty's back, offensive line, good to go. Lions lay it. And it's going to be so far, you might as well call it, the, you know, uh, the, the Honolulu five, baby. Because it's going to be all Detroit, all the time, Lions roll. Probably would have gone with like MoFi for like Motown and the Motor City. That was pretty good, though. Uh, Kanish, I don't know if you agree with me on this. I'm guessing you maybe you read some of the midseason like award stuff because you and I talk about this sometimes. Campbell, I I feel like this is like almost done already because like they're going to win the division. They haven't won it in forever. The amount like the love fest for Dan Campbell that took place on a lot of this awards content. I don't think it's like a sure thing, but man, it kind of felt like it reading a bunch of stuff this week. You feel that way here in about a minute that like your your guy is going to take home coach of the year almost no matter matter what i mean i think it would take at this point somewhat of a, a quite the call and you factor in which i'm sure you've looked at they scheduled a joke like they, they don't play anybody i mean this is one of their harder games left at the Chargers, and their three-point favorite on the road the quote-unquote road um i mean i think he's got it on lot i think they're they're potentially you know in the in the bank for 11 12 wins with the potential to go, you know what? I mean, you get, let's get crazy, 15-2, and two, something like that. Um, hey, I would agree with you that if, in terms of, you know, loading the portfolio on anybody else, um, I, I would need so a multiple bowl, probably, you know, a couple Lions losses in a row to think that it's not going to happen. So, no, I'm with you. I think Campbell's uh, got it on lockdown. So, Kanish, if we've reached the point in, like, our show relationship, our personal relationships where, like, we no longer get, like, the random bet because you give that out on the hammer, like, we, you still got a random bet for the people here in, like, 15 seconds. Well, don't worry. Just because, uh, you know, there's some great stuff happening over at the hammer. The man of the people still reigns on, baby. And you know what? We finally lost the Blades of Steel last week. There's no way we're losing two in a row. Give me the we're going back to our oh 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 Gaios, baby. Money line versus the blues. Give me the Yotes. Kanish is the this best. Is, Look, man. We played the Coyotes against the didn't we play them against the Blues the last time we played them? Because it was like the random goalie that we, we bet like never the blues. heard of. Yeah. But no, we bet the Coyotes. Done, yeah. We didn't bet the blues. But I feel like yeah, yeah feel, well well two last well, didn't Kanish give us oh it was the coyote against the blues, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it was against the blues. And nice then, like, Vimelka didn't here. play, and they won anyway. Yeah. Um, look, man, there's a lot of, like, a lot of money out there for everyone to make in this space. I always say, like, we're getting paid. I want everybody else to get paid also. Kanish is one of our favorites. He's been coming on the show for years. You got to check out his work over at The Hammer. There's a lot of good sports betting content out there. Kanish is one of our guys. Check out his work over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ. Follow him on Twitter at JoeyKanish22. And Kanishi, baby, just remember who promotes you, baby. A lot of people wouldn't do that, but I do because I love you. Good luck with the bet. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Gentlemen, we go back, put it in blood, ink, and then whatever the other thing is, all the way, baby. Good luck this weekend. All right. What is the other thing? Pen, pencil, blood, or blank? Know. All right. Blank. Coming up next, more, more, more award talk here with Nick and Ken to wrap up hour number three on a Thursday. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake.
us right now on the great stadium uh, and you want to check out the final hour of the show, I would recommend that as our pal Evan Silva is going to join us in 20 minutes. Evan just texted me like a ton of bets for tonight. Looking forward to that. Evan will join us to start the power hour. Then we'll give you our NBA bets for tonight, our NHL bets for tonight, and side total and props of the Panthers and the Bears. So if you want all that content, it's free. Just flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql. You can go to youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports as well. Listen on Sirius or XM Satellite Radio, radio stations nationwide. Uh, twitch.tv backslash betql if you want to check out the final hour, the power hour of the show. But for now, before we get into all of that, Ken, we have to keep talking NFL awards here. Uh, we have to wrap up our conversation on Coach of the Year and then get to Comeback Player of the Year. So before we had Reese Davis on earlier this hour, you had given us a couple names of guys that you think have like realistic chances to maybe take down Dan Campbell, who you also said is like probably pretty likely to win the award at this point with the Lions schedule being what it is for the rest of the season. So you had a couple interesting names, including Sean Payton. Would love for you to delve a little bit further into that. Hashtag for the people out there. Yeah, sure. So the like, I can go a little more detail on the non-Campbell coaches and just how I feel about them. So I, I Campbell, I actually think is more likely than the price at this point. But I think the good news, we'll talk about a strategy in a second for like, okay, because like I'll give you all these thoughts and be like, great, like what do I do? And I think so we'll just go name by name here. Campbell, I think is like very likely the winner. Uh, I think it would take maybe like three Lions losses or more for him to not win. And I I guess like another narrative could eclipse his. It just doesn't feel like that's happening right now. Um, So that's him. D'Amico Ryans is the second choice. To me, this is the most mispriced one in the market by far. Uh, Got absolutely zero pub in any midseason award column at all. And like they're they're like supposed to be the surprise team. And he got zero. There's two reasons for that, I think. Surprise. We didn't didn't write about him. That's the surprise. (laughs) Yeah, right. So so, one, Bobby Slowick, who's their offensive coordinator, is getting like a lot of attention uh, for all of the good work that he's doing. But I think, honestly, first and foremost, for why I think Ryan's won't win, is CJ Stroud's going to win. And CJ Stroud's their quarterback, and he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'll be damned if the Texans are getting two postseason awards for going like eight and nine or nine and eight or something. It's just like not, I don't think it's realistic. Uh, I think it is possible, but it is very unrealistic. And I think the voters agree with me, and the voters don't think of him as a candidate for this award. And I think that's more jarring than what I think about the award. And he's the second choice in the market. So you're like, well, can you tell me Campbell's a favorite? Like, that's not interesting. Okay, cool. Like, I'm telling you, you can literally draw a line through the second choice right now. McDaniel's the third choice. I actually think this is starting to become far-fetched also. The loss to the Chiefs was incredibly important in terms of, like, setting them up as, oh, you know, fun team, but, like, when push comes to shove, they just get smoked or they lose to good teams or whatever. It's not that the Chiefs game didn't end up being close, just like McDaniel told you that. The week going into the game, like, oh, the perception of us is we can't beat good teams. 0 for 3. Like, you you think he's beating Campbell now? I think there's like a, I think there's no, I actually think there's like no chance of this. If they won out, it would be interesting. Think about that. If they won out, had to win every game, it might be interesting. Like that's the third choice. Okay. Like maybe it actually is a little interesting then. That's like kind of all I'm saying in terms of just how the guys are priced right now. You have a massive gap in the market price wise after that to a group of coaches that are at least more interesting. Uh, This group will be like Sala, O'Connell, Sirianni, John Harbaugh, Peterson, Tomlin, Carroll, like this group. Uh, I just like Peterson. They won a ton of games last year. I think they have to win out for him to win. He was a finalist for this award last year. You don't go finalist for the award, win the award. 
like you pop and then you're done and you don't get to do it anymore. Like that's how coach of the year works. Like once you surprise, it's game over. Uh, Sirianni, I think they have to win every single game. I actually think if they lose two games, he won't win because they won so many games last year. I actually think like that's the standard. They're also about to enter like the toughest five game stretch I've ever seen on any one schedule ever. Like, I mean, it's like absolutely brutal what they're about to play. Like never, would never bet them. I actually think they have to win every single game. Harbaugh, probably have to win out it's probably the same thing three losses may be interesting but like these again think of the case yeah it's possible but like man that's like a one percent or a two percent the eagle schedule which nick with nick which nick puts in the chat chiefs bills 49ers cowboys seahawks that's the eagles next they're gonna lose one or two more games really they're gonna win all five like cool could happen probably not gonna happen so you're just you're going through being like well that that's probably not gonna happen that's probably not gonna happen that's probably not and you get through all these names and you, this is why I ended up settling on the list of three names that I said. Uh, I'll put Sean Payton in the probably not going to happen thing. Like, I think they can be a fun team the second half of the season. They're also three and five. Like, if they lose to the Bills, like, it's almost already over for his candidacy. He has to win as a seven and a half point dog for my bet to have life. Okay, like, I want it to happen. The prices, there are like 200 to ones out there on him. And I actually think it's live. But like, you need a really like a 0.1% kind of an outcome here for it to happen. I want it to happen. But I, you know, I can't sell that. So you had like seven or eight guys here where it's like, I mean, I guess, but like, no. And like 1% of the time they win, they're cross-offs almost for me. At least in terms of placing the bet, they're cross-offs. So that leaves me with like three guys, three coaches where it's like, all right, if Campbell's 12 and 5, and this guy does blank. Can I make the case that they beat Campbell? Or maybe 13 and 4 Campbell, but that's going to be tough. So like, all right, Sala. He has Zach Wilson as his quarterback. Let's say they win 10, 4 and 4 right now. Say they win 10 games. Man, like 10 wins with Zach Wilson against Campbell. Like that's, we at least have to talk about it. It's at least like possible you got the idea that Rodgers maybe comes back for the last couple. Now, does that happening mean Salah's not really the guy? And it's like Rodgers and we push that and like and then it's just Dan Campbell won the division and we don't give it to Salah. But like, again, it's at least a conversation at this point. And it's a reasonable accomplishment that they're going to win nine or ten games this year where we get to, again, like the other things, it's win out. Like, we're not, I don't want to have a conversation about a guy who has to win out in order to win coach of the year. Like, Robert Salah doesn't have to win out. Robert Sala can lose like three more games and he can still win coach. That makes it a reasonable conversation. O'Connell to me is the most reasonable one. They don't even have to be that good the rest of the season for this to be really interesting. Uh, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football. This is the thing that kind of cinched it for me. So O'Connell gets mentioned in some of the midseason pieces, but because their success is more recent, it's like McDaniel and, and most importantly, Campbell gets so much mention. Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football basically wanted to start a segment on the show with, I think Kevin O'Connell should be the coach of the year. Like, does anybody agree with me? Like, that was the discussion, which I think kind of sets the stage for if they go on even, not even a run, like if they win half their games the rest of the season, like one more than half, and they're going to get the seven seed of that. Like, their path to making it is way better than Salah's. It's way better than Mike Tomlin's. It's way better than these other narratives that could be really good. Like O'Connell to me is like the interesting guy, but we get into like price versus, do you just want to bet the Vikings every week then? You get paid right now. They're a three point dog against the Saints. They might have to just win that in order for this to win. Why not just bet that? So it's like, you know, I think the strategy here honestly is if Campbell loses to the Chargers, so you don't want to bet anybody else until the Lions lose. That's step one. If they lose, I think the good news is we've seen this. 
If Campbell loses, I think this market stays like exactly the same. Campbell and McDaniel have taken losses. The prices haven't changed like every week. So I think you actually get like a freebie here where he's going to lose it. Like if he loses to the Chargers, you get like another week to bet everybody again before like, I mean, God forbid the Texans ever keep winning too. And the Dolphins keep winning. Like you could actually see some stability in the market to like pick out your guy still. Like Lions lose, O'Connell wins. Yeah, maybe O'Connell's like 10, but at least you know it's possible. And maybe you bet the Vikings this week anyway. And that's how you get around not betting O'Connell if you think he's live to win the award. So I think the strategy is you gotta wait for the Lions to lose at least once to have any like the sliver of hope that someone else can win. If that happens, I think there are three candidates who could get it. Uh, from a narrative standpoint, I think O'Connell would be the most likely. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Talking awards right now in the National Football League. All our bets coming up in the final hour of the show, which starts in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, at BetMGM, our show sponsor, Ken, the king of sportsbooks. Raiders interim coach Antonio Pierce, not yet listed. I have a feeling that'll change if the Raiders beat the Jets coming up on Sunday Night Football. So, like, listen, I don't think Antonio Pierce can win. I don't think he will win. 60 to 1 other places, by the way. Just saying. Okay. Uh, Chat us up here on Antonio Pierce and his Coach of the Year candidacy, the interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, If they won all these games, it'd be really interesting and, like, worthy of celebration. Excuse me. I think that they're making the postseason would be reflected in Crosby winning defensive player of the year as like if they were going to or, or no awards. They don't even have to get an award. Honestly, you could also make an argument like this is like the if the wheels fall off the CJ Stroud bus completely, then O'Connell might win if they end up making the playoffs because that would mean he had to play really well in order for that to happen. That's like a, I'm not saying bet that that's like a pipe dream kind of a thing, but you're just trying to figure out like, all right, nine and eight Raiders, what happens? I think nine and eight Raiders, it's either no awards because I mean, let's be honest, like Pierce just there's no track record for this kind of a winner for coach of the year ever. And there aren't a lot of guys who win a lot of games as an interim coach, but like, there's just really no track record. And like, I think the Campbell thing is really set right now, honestly, could happen, wouldn't bet it. And I think if they go nine and eight, Crosby wins defensive player of the year. And that's how they end up kind of rewarding that accomplishment. That's how you, I mean, I guess like he won't care because he's so rich and is going to get paid by the Raiders basically until like, basically like, like the nukes hit or like the meteor hits. Antonio Pierce wins coach of the year. Like what do they like Josh? I think Josh McDaniels is like, doesn't care. Or if he's just like just completely <laughs> tuned out, he's gonna go to like where did where did Cliff Kingsbury go this offseason? Like the Thailand, like McDaniel's gonna head yeah. to Thailand. It's just like like do you think do you think Pierce can win? Everything. Do you think he can win? No, no. Because like them making the playoffs is still like what re- what record is that the rest of the season? Like six and something. Right? So they're four and five. Let's say they probably. I guess like I guess it's a team. I, 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 yeah, I think you'd have to win ten in the AFC to get in. Is my guess. I just, I just don't think they're, but I, I do think, uh, and I'll, I'll just, Six I'll put another kind of postscript on this. Yeah. Six I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, I think he would be a finalist and not win. Like, I think they'd okay. want to acknowledge it. Like you'd have to give him some credit, obviously for what happened, like beating like, like an NFC North winning Dan Campbell, 14 and three with that. That's just like, that's tough. Like, it's just, there aren't that many games. Um, I'll, I'll also say this Crosby can win if they don't make the play. Like if they go nine and eight, and they're like sniffing the playoffs at the end of the season, I actually still think he could win. And he's he actually might be the best defensive player in the league also. A lot of really I think everybody ones, thinks he's, that. He's absolutely outstanding. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they're right. Uh, if you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show. All our bets for tonight and a conversation with Evan Silva from Establish the Run.
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.